0: grace and peace to you. From God, our Father and Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, let us pray. Lord God, we just read hard, hard teachings. When we read it, We feel we are guilty, we are sinners, we are not perfect. Lord, come to us this morning, remind us your love, your grace, and your forgiveness. Amen. Sermon on the Mount is the greatest sermon Jesus preached. When I ask you, what do you know about the Sermon on the Mount? You may say, love your enemies. Do not judge. Do unto others what you want others to do. We pick and choose different things to fit our situations. Sermon on the Mount is not about do's and don'ts. If you do this, you will live, you will go to heaven. If you don't do this, you will go to hell or you will die. That is not the point of the Sermon on the Mount. The theme of the Sermon on the Mount is, Kingdom Kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven. Throughout the Matthew's gospel, Jesus talked about his kingdom, heavenly kingdom, or how the people of God, people of faith, people who belong to heaven act, and begave and do. The Sermon on the Mount has both present implications as well as the future. Kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus says. He is talking about spiritual kingdom. Kingdom of God is not material, or political, or physical. Kingdom of God is in our hearts. God, by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to inaugurate his kingdom in our hearts. So the whole message of the Sermon on the Mount is about the kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven. Jesus began teaching, preaching, blessed are you. Blessed are you who are merciful, blessed are you who are thirst and hunger for righteousness. Blessed are you who are meek. Blessed are you who are persecuted. You shall see God. You shall be called as the children of God. Jesus brings the contrast between God's blessedness and the world's blessedness. The Romans thought we are blessed when we have money, the power in the positions. The religious leaders, the Pharisees, and the scribes, they thought, they thought, If you follow the law, if you follow 635 commandments, well and good, your life will be okay, you will be blessed. Jesus comes along and he brings the contrast. Our blessings. Blessings of hope and joy and peace comes from our identity from Christ. Through our baptism, we are adopted as the children of God. We are belong to the kingdom of God. We are citizens of God. We put our trust and faith in Jesus alone, not on the worldly riches. We seek God's kingdom first. So Jesus brings the contracts between the true happiness and the false happiness the world offered to us. Then Jesus gives us two illustrations how we people of faith, what is our role in this broken community, broken world. He said, you are the salt. You are the light of the world. Jesus is encouraging us to live to love and to serve as if we are children of god we are citizens of heavenly kingdom the baptismal promise the baptismal command reminds us let your light be shine before others so that others can see us see our good works and they will glorify God in heaven we are not saved by our good works we are saved unto good works when we when others see us see our true love when they see our heart our attitude our action the others will be attracted to jesus they will come to believe in jesus they will join us as the citizens of heavenly kingdom then again jesus brings the contrast between the righteousness of the Pharisees and the scribes and the righteousness of godly people. The text we just read, we heard Jesus repeatedly saying, you have heard, you have seen the Pharisees and the Sadducees tell you do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not lie. But I say to you, but I want you to examine your hearts. If you have anger in your heart, you could already commit murder. If you have a lust in your heart, you have already committed adultery. Don't pray like the hypocrites. Pray like this. The Pharisees and the scribes, they were so proud. Oh, they belong to God because they follow all the rules of God. They burdened others. No, you're not doing this. Unless you do this, you will not enter into the kingdom of God. They concerned about the outward righteousness, outward actions of people and judge them according to the outward behavior, but God, Jesus Christ, comes along and said, what about your heart? What about your inner attitude of your heart? When we look at the commandments, they're so hard. Jesus Christ raised the standards very high. He raised the bar high. When you read chapter 5 and 6 and 7, wow, it's so hard teachings. It's so hard to follow. It's so hard to obey. Who can be saved? We ask. But for us believers, but for us who follow Jesus, for us who have faith and trust in Jesus Christ, Jesus offered to us his righteousness, his righteousness, and take away all our filthiness, all our unrighteousness on himself. At the cross, he said, it is finished, it's done, it's done. I have obeyed all the commandments. I have fulfilled all the demands of the law. You go free. What a good news. What a message of hope. the perfection jesus talking about is so hard for us to follow what jesus challenging us encouraging us to become like him we never ever be perfect We don't love like Jesus. We don't serve like Jesus. We don't forgive like Jesus. But we can grow in maturity. Because Jesus promised us his power. Power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convict me, convict us, confront us, and give us the power to continue to live for him, continue to die for him, so that others can come into the kingdom of God. When we come to the communion table, when we receive the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, we receive his grace, his love, and his forgiveness. Keep going. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Keep following the footsteps. Ultimately, his perfection his righteousness will carry us to heaven. We will be the citizens of heaven. May the Lord continue to guide us and lead us and help us to live, to live as of We are citizens of God. Amen.